Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back to the show. It's our number two on this pre-Thanksgiving edition of Writer Than You. Bogus in for Bill. He's back on Monday. Pretty Daddy CBS across the way. He's got buy or sell, and we've got bum of the week before we are done at noon Eastern. But right now, as usual, hour two begins on the guest line. He is the host of You Better You Bet and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. He is Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better You Bet podcast for more of Mr. Costos' analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Nick gets to speak to Bill every Friday. He speaks to my boys on WFAN every week as well. He never speaks to me. I've known the dude for forever, so I'm very happy things align today to hang out with Nick. What's going on, man? How are you? Dude, we, we, we text like at least like a couple times a month. Well, I feel like wait, we talk a lot, just not on the air. Well, right, but I usually am sitting there listening to either Bill or Brandon Tierney gush over you, <laughs> asking me for your phone number. What's he like in person? So I'm glad we actually have this formal on-air conversation. I, I just I just love the fact that, like, at age 40, it's like, so who is it that, like, has the conversations asking for, like, Nick's number? Is it, like, attractive women? It's like, no. You're, like, sports male sports talk radio yeah. host. Thankfully, I'm married. But, like, I mean, God almighty, like, the state of things in my life where this is what it is. Yeah, but well, good to be on with you, buddy. At one point, it was maybe the girl at Alumni Hall or Muggsy's at a bar outside of Fordham. But now it is either Brandon Tierney or Bill Ryder. So we've gone, we've come a long way. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, tell me if anything changes about your betting outlook on the Jets now that Tim Boyle is their quarterback. Yo, it's a it's a really great question, and I have like a really fascinating answer that I think will surprise people, right? So, you know, for everyone out there listening, and, and bogish for you, right, think about how all of us, like, correctly— view Zach Wilson. And it's not like him as a human being. I actually kind of kind of like feel bad for the kid. Like he's obviously done in New York. Who knows what his career is going to be moving forward as an NFL quarterback. But like think about how we all view him. Like very negatively, right? Like we all no one thinks he's good. We all think he stinks. We all think he's the worst. So the Dolphins open a seven and a half point favorite on Black Friday against the Jets. Uh Robert Sala comes out and says, Tim Boyle's going to start, Trevor Simeon's the backup, Zach Wilson's going to be the third quarterback. Miami immediately gets bet out to 10. (laughs) So that's not like me and my, and look, I'll give you my opinion in a second. This is the betting market 
And it doesn't mean that it has to be right, right? I always offer that caveat just because, like, bettors that have influence, that bet a lot of money, that move point spreads, just because they think something doesn't mean it has to be right and play out this way. Bettors think that Tim Boyle's worse than Zach Wilson. And again, think about how we view Zach Wilson. Bettors think that Tim Boyle is worse. Now, I, I watch every NFL game because I'm a, I'm a hashtag sicko. I do this for my job, right? Tim Boyle started three games a couple years ago in 2021, year one of Dan Campbell in Detroit. He's terrible. <laughs> and look, like I, it doesn't mean that the, the Jets can't win and he can't play well on Friday. Like He's bad. He played college at UConn, completed less than 50% of his passes. He's another one of Aaron Rodgers' buddies from Green Bay. How have all of those turned out so far this season? Like I think he's brutal. Uh, I guess like... I guess starting him over Simeon makes like a little bit of sense just because Simeon can't move behind this offensive line. I'd rather see Simeon out there. He's at least shown that he can be a competent NFL quarterback. Boyle hasn't shown that. Um, I, I don't know how you make a bet on the Jets in this game. And, you know, but you, you, you and I, Drew, are both from this area. And it's not like the same as Zach Wilson starting on Friday. But if Tim Boyle's going to like throw an interception on the first drive or like the Jets offense goes three and out the first three drives of the game, like we know what's happening. Like that crowd's turning on this team, turning on the head coach immediately. Uh, I think the Jets could be walking into a buzzsaw on Friday. I would never bet the Jets in this game. What bets do you like in this game? On, on, uh, on, on Black Friday? Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess I... Probably Miami. I mean, now that the number's 10, like, it's Dolphins or nothing. I just have to decide, kind of like, if I want to bet Miami or not. Um, I, and, like, my co-host on You Better You Bet, Ken Barkley and I, Drew, talked about this earlier in the week, um, where, like, we don't often advocate, like, big, like, favorite money line parlays just because, you know, it's, it's not, like, a really efficient way to bet. But, I mean... Look at the four favorites in the games on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Like, I don't think the Dolphins are ever losing. They could. I just thought it's very unlikely. I think the Niners are, like, the one where if you want to say, like, which one is, like, has the best chance of losing, it would be San Francisco, but I think they're going to win. Maybe you take San Fran out. No way Dallas loses to Washington. No way Detroit loses to Green Bay without Aaron Jones. So maybe that's how you play it. Like, Miami and a money line parlay with, like, two teams on Thanksgiving that you think are definitely going to win. The prop bet that I would look at here... Um, the Jets' secondary obviously is really good and gets a ton of respect, and they are good, right? Um, Tyree Kill's receiving yards number this week starts with a 7. I think he's been bet up to 77.5 now. And, like, I, I get it. Like, Sauce is good and DJ Reed's good. Also, like, I, I don't think he can ever be lined in the 70s, ever. So I, I'll have a bet on Tyree Kill over. I'm willing to be wrong. Uh, that is a bet that I'm willing to be wrong on, and I'll tip the cap to the Jets if, if I'm wrong about it. I'll bet the Tyree Kill receiving yards over. And anything along those lines with Thursday's games? Any prop bets that makes sense to you oh yeah i mean i got a i already I, I did all my work like literally like an hour ago for the prop bets for uh coming up for tomorrow so i can give you like a couple thoughts on each game if you'd like absolutely okay so first off uh your two-team teaser if you want to place one on thanksgiving tomorrow a two-team six-point teaser um is san francisco down to minus one it looks like this is going to go to seven and a half by the way i have my screen up right now san francisco right now is a juiced seven on the road in seattle so san francisco down to one one and a half san francisco to win the game and detroit down to one and a half i feel like i i don't know how that bet loses of course it can i just feel like when i place it i feel like i'm going to win um in the sandwich game Dallas or nothing. Dallas plays bully ball against bad teams. And while the Commanders have not been a bad team the way like the Giants or like the Panthers have been a bad team this year, like they're kind of coming apart at the seams. Ron Rivera like talking after the game on Sunday, the loss to the Giants, like dead coach walking. I worry that this is like a circling the drain game for for, uh, for the Commanders. I think Dallas might absolutely annihilate them. And this point spread's going up now. Looks like it might hit 13. I like the Cowboys. As for props, I'll give you one in each game. Let's start with the Lions and Packers coming up tomorrow in the first game. 
Uh, let's look at Jamison Williams, over 21 and a half receiving yards. He was one of Detroit's first-round picks a couple years ago. It's Speedster out of Alabama. Um, suspended the first four games of this year due to uh, due to bettings. So hopefully he's not listening to this segment. But uh, he's really <laughs> well, starting to come on. He can on. listen, just not in the facility, right? Just that not in the problem. facility. Yeah, yeah you can do, it, do it at home, and that's okay with these <laughs> NFL like ridiculous rules. But in any event, um, he is, I, I think, maybe even as soon as tomorrow, going to overtake Josh Reynolds as the team's number two receiver. Had two catches last week, including a long touchdown. I just think that as the season goes on, like, they need him. Like, this is a team that's trying to win the Super Bowl this year. They need him. Jamison Williams, over 21 and a half receiving yards. Quickly on Green Bay, we're waiting on, like, Aaron Jones is not going to play in the game, but, like, we're waiting for that uh, to officially be announced. Also, Dontravian Wicks is probably not going to play for Green Bay. This creates opportunities in the anytime touchdown market. Luke Musgrave also unlikely to play. I would take a look at Tucker Craft, who's going to be Green Bay's starting tight end tomorrow. Look at Tucker Craft anytime touchdown, and Green Bay's passing down back tomorrow. A.J. Dillon will be the first and second down, like, like grind or whatever. Patrick Taylor will be the Packers passing down back. I would look at him at a big number anytime touchdown. Cowboys and the Commanders, this is as easy as C.D. Lamb's receiving yards prop starts with an eight. That's wrong. Uh, it lost last week. I don't care. Uh, lost against Carolina. We'll bet over C.D. Lamb. The Commander's secondary is absolutely brutal, uh, as evidenced by Tommy DeVito's three-touchdown day this past <laughs> Sunday. And then the Niners and the Seahawks. I mean, we, we see it every single year, every single week. Receivers open in the middle of the field against the Seattle defense who have good coverage on the uh, on the boundaries. I think it really lines up for George Kittle. Uh, I think he's 48 and a half right now. I think Kittle could easily get into the 60s in the game coming up tomorrow night. Nick, you mentioned Ron Rivera a second ago. That made me think of Brandon Staley. Is there any money to be made on coaches losing their job? Yeah, I look. If you're betting that market, um, it's it's Frank Reich or nobody for me. Um, Frank Reich is a desperate coach right now. That was proven out, uh, Drew, uh, last week when he took the play calling duties back from offensive coordinator Thomas Brown. So like he gave he gave up the play calling duties for two games. They lost both games, and he took it back. And he can say whatever he wants. To me, that's uh, I know that the coach has an itchy trigger. Uh, the, uh, the owner, excuse me, David Tepper, has an itchy trigger finger, and I know he's not happy with how this has gone with everything they traded for Bryce Young, who looks like a disaster. Reich was hired like to get Bryce Young going here in his rookie year. Hasn't done it. Uh, and I think Frank Reich knows that his ass is up against it here. So for me, it's Frank Reich or nothing. Um, something just to consider about the Chargers. Like, I think Staley's dead coach walking, like, for sure. I don't think he comes back for another year. The Chargers and the Spanos family, who owns them, notoriously cheap. Mm-hmm. And they fire Staley now. Like, they, they got to they pay him. I just don't think that's a move that the Chargers... Should they do it? Yes. They should let Kellen Moore coach the rest of the year, see what they have in him. But uh, I think because they are very cheap. I think they will hold on to Staley through the season. Along these same lines, I heard you discussing this on your show. Where's the MVP betting conversation right now? Yeah, it's it's um it's got the potential to get a little wacky. Um, I'm just bringing it up here on my screen just so I can give you the right the updated numbers. So Jalen Hurts is the favorite. He obviously should be. He's plus two fifty. Lamar Jackson's plus four hundred. Mahomes plus four fifty. Tua, Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott. So I'll quickly just run through like. Patrick Mahomes almost can't win. Um, he's not going to have the stats. They're going to have a gaudy one-loss record. Their schedule coming down the stretch is pretty easy. Still likely, in my opinion, Drew, to be the one seed in the AFC. He's not going to have the numbers, though, and he won last year. I almost think he can't win. I think Mahomes is out. Like, the Dolphins have already lost three games. They're probably going to lose at least one more over the course of the season. They failed in all their test games this year. I, I almost think Tua can't win. The way the Dolphins will get rewarded as a team for a great season is Tyree Kill will win Offensive Player of the Year. Who's, he might have over 2,000 receiving yards. Josh 
Josh Allen. The Bills already have five losses. Their schedule's brutal. They could run the table and he could win. Again, very unlikely. They're underdogs this week against Philadelphia. I think Josh Allen can't win. I think Stroud can't win. The Texans won't win enough games. Trevor Lawrence can't win because the Jaguars won't win enough games, and also he doesn't have the stats. So that leaves us with Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott. Um, here's the problem with anyone not named Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are two games better than every other team. I think they're extremely likely to win like 14 or 15 games. If they win 14 or 15 games, Jalen Hurts is going to win MVP. Now, the Eagles do have to go on the road to both Dallas and San Francisco still this season. So I guess it's possible that they could lose, like to Dallas or San Fran, and Purdy and Dak Prescott could both play really well in those games. But again, Philly has a two-game lead on both those teams. So what happens if, like, Philly loses to Dallas and Dak goes for 400 yards, but Philly still finishes ahead of Dallas in the standings Mm -hmm. and gets home field advantage and wins the division? Like, Jalen Hurts is just going to win. So I think this really... And I guess, like, you could make a case for Lamar, potentially. I I really think this is lining up to be Jalen Hurts' award to lose. Like, there is a case to be made for some other guys, but like play out the scenarios here. I think it's very unlikely. Eagles very likely to have the best regular season record. Hurts is their quarterback. The tush push is the, is the defining play of the season. I think he's very likely to win. Last thing, Sunday's schedule is not great. There's a bunch of kind of blah games after Eagles Bills. Does that mean it's a weird day to bet or is there stuff out there that you like for Sunday? Oh man, there's always stuff that, that yeah, man, of course. But harder like, than usual to find something? Uh no, I don't I don't think so. And like I'll like, as we get later in the season, um we kind of like know who teams are and there's like less surprises, right? So it's very unlikely that we'll look back in like three weeks and say like the point spread in the Falcon Saints game is dramatically wrong. It's a pick 'em, right? But we can look back to week one and look at some point spreads and say, wow, like these were wrong by five points because we don't we don't have information. We got information now. Like we, we know who these teams are. I think it presents some pretty good betting opportunities, right? So I can give you a couple on Sunday. Let's start with that Falcon Saints game. Uh, I love the Falcons in the game. Um, I said this last week on my show, and, or two weeks ago, because the Falcons were on their bye last week, and it turned out to be right. Um, I was told that Arthur Smith kind of got like dressed down a little bit by the powers that be in Atlanta for like both how he dealt with the media and just player usage, and then like they lost to Arizona in that game, but like he finally did the right thing and gave B. John Robinson the ball a billion times. Um, I think Derek Carr is going to start. That's bad for the Saints, because he's terrible. Let's be honest. He's brutal. Uh, I like the Falcons in the game. I think they'll beat the Saints. I like the Steelers, minus one on the road in Cincinnati. I know it's kind of like the same thing as we saw last week. On the road, division opponent, backup quarterback. The difference is uh, Cleveland might have the best defense we've seen in the last 15 years in the NFL. The Bengals are not that, despite the fact that they're coordinated by a fellow Paisan from Staten Island. And the Steelers' offense can't be worse after firing Matt Canada, only better. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Drew, how about our Giants on Mm. Sunday against the Patriots, where just like forget about the teams that are playing. Both teams are bad, the Patriots and Giants. And one team's going to be favored by three and a half on the road. Great. People can bet on Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi or Will Greer or whomever. I'll take it to Tommy DeVito, baby, and the Giants plus the points on Sunday. Uh, And Nick's not kidding. Our Giants, uh, they're the first of their recent Super Bowls. Nick watched the NFC Championship. No, the Super Bowl on my my couch in my apartment. And then we went to Manhattan and embarrassed Ron Darling in a bar in Manhattan after the Giants won that game. Well, did we, I think like, so, so Drew's right. So we watched in Drew's old apartment in Astoria. 
February third, two thousand eight, for those keeping score. <laughs> so Giant, Giants win the Super Bowl. It's one of like the great. It might be like the greatest moment of my entire life, which says a lot about me. We drive into the city. We went into. A, I want to say it was a bar in like Midtown on like Forty Second Street. Yeah. And Ron Darling was in the bar, and I think like I don't think we embarrassed him. I think we were just chanting like Darling, Darling. We were all so happy, Giants fans. And he was absolutely disgusted and like yes. left the bar as soon as we started chanting at him. Right. The, the long story is he had been. We were all serious employees at that point. There's a bunch of us watching the game. I think you had like a. Pl- old school plastic giants helmet with you at that point. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, and Ron had just been at Sirius. So like we pretended like we knew him and he was like front of minds. We just started chanting Ron darling. And he was trying to have like dinner in a place that was getting overrun by giant fans. And as we started chanting within four minutes, he was like, check please. And out four minutes. Way, way less than four minutes. Also, also, hey, hey, Ron Darling, maybe having dinner in Manhattan, like a quiet dinner in Manhattan after the Giants win the Super Bowl isn't a great idea. It I was blame not. him, not us. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, you're the best. At a very serious note, so happy for uh, all of your success. You deserve yeah, it. Yeah, you're crushing yeah, it. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's for yeah, real, man. It. It's for real. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. My favorite memory, by the way, of watching Super Bowl 42 at Bogus's apartment was at halftime of the game, going outside with Sean Butler, like a, a fellow Fordham guy of ours who still works at Sirius, runs the NBA channel, and I literally laid on the ground on the sidewalk, staring <laughs> up into the sky, smoking cigarettes with Sean, being like, we're going to lose. Like, we outplayed them the entire first half and we were down 10-7 at the point that we are going to lose the Super Bowl. How is this possible? We're yeah. down 7-3 to at that point, right? Down 7-3 at, yeah. uh, at halftime. Uh, that's my favorite memory from that game. Drew, great to be on with you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Kate, and the little ones. Wishing everyone and, the, and all the great listeners minimal sweats, winning bets. The absolute very best of luck. There it is. You're the best, man. Love you. Talk to you soon. Uh, that was Nick Costos, the host of You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Nick and I are friends like I wish Diesel and I were friends, but Tom won't let it happen. It is what it is. But I did see Tom take out the pen, as always, and write a couple of things down from Nick, as if you're going to make bets tomorrow or Friday. No, but usually I write the stuff down that I go into the interview on the complete opposite end of. Okay. And I write it down, and 98% of the time, I'm wrong and Nick is right. Right. Now, is there, a, is there a scenario where you actually are betting a lot of money but not letting me and Bill know? Uh, no, because I don't have a lot of money That's to bet. That's what I bet. thought. So you just talk a good game maybe at dinner tomorrow. Like, oh, oh you guys, how about that spread and blah, blah, blah. Of course, Tyreek Hill had more than 77 receiving yards. Have you met me? Yeah, that's how I got to this point in my life. I talk a good game. That's how I married my wife. Yeah, that's all I do. I don't back it up whatsoever. Uh, speaking of D-Cell talking, buy or sell is next. Brighter than you, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Writer Than You. You're always the ones like, I don't want to talk baseball. There it is right there. And that's how you do. And you actually mumble it. It's weird. I mumble a lot. On CBS Sports Radio. You know, it's been... Two and a half plus shows, Diesel. We've had a couple of baseball mentions. Do you have any other baseball thoughts you want to get off your chest here? Maybe later in buy or sell. What a professional. Maybe. You don't know. I mean, I do know. Let me check notes. Wow. I mean, not just one. There might be four baseball mentions in buy or sell. I've kept you on your toes these past three days. The pitch clock is running down. Let's get to it. It's time for buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of buy or sell on Writer Than You. All right, focus. One day after being told he was being benched, linebacker Shaquille Leonard and Side note here, I still go Darius Leonard. So I've noticed that he has returned Darius to his name because I think everyone was getting confused by the midlife shift to his middle name. Do I need to go Darius Shaquille Leonard? Because that's a lot. Well, that's a mouthful. His Twitter handle, which everybody saw yesterday when he announced, when he released a statement about this, is Darius Shaq Leonard. So you do what you want to do, D-Cell. I'm going to go Darius Leonard here. Received the news that he was being waived by the Colts yesterday. The 28-year-old Leonard is a three-time All-Pro, but is coming off two back surgeries just last season. Now, Leonard signed a five-year, $99 million contract in 2021. That deal was scheduled to run through 2026, but bogus, it contains no guaranteed money beyond this year. Releasing Leonard saves the Colts more than $16 million in salary cap space for 2024. Buy or sell the Colts made the right move by waving Darius Shaquille Leonard yesterday. I will buy Shaquille Leonard that. Buy. And for whatever reason, the cap savings, the cost savings, just giving him a chance to catch on somewhere else and maybe, you know, play important games, play a bigger role, all that's a reason to do this. He had the meeting Monday. He had spoken about his decreased playing time, I guess, the week before. And said again yesterday, he spoke, he released a statement on Twitter. Then he spoke at, I think, like a charity Thanksgiving event that he was running. And he talked about, you know, they, teams, don't have a problem until you speak up. Now, I don't know that the Col- if the Colts were afraid of this becoming a bigger thing, but it was going to be asked especially this week when they first told him he was going to be inactive. It was going to come up. It was going to be a topic. So I, for whatever reason, to just make it go away, so to speak, makes sense. If he wasn't going to play, there's no reason for him to be there to be asked about and to be this little mini side story to a team fighting for his playoff life. But by the way, tremendous player pre-back surgeries. That's the thing. Tremendous. And you we never would have thought this would have happened prior to yeah. those injuries because it's it's nerve issues. Yes. And it's two, as you said, it's two back surgeries in one year. One's bad enough. Two short time frame is not good. 
And he should have been top of mind talking about the Brady and Rodgers things. He's not obviously Ray Lewis, and he's not a huge guy, but he was a tackle machine. He was a guy in the middle of the field where you had to know where he was when he first walked into this league. I thought of two names first hour when you did that, and you mentioned one of them, Fred Warner. Yeah. And the only other name, I'm probably missing a a guy or two, the only other name that was top of mind was Rokon Smith. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. But but even though, like, neither one of those guys, very good careers, Bobby Wagner, too, has been around for a long time, but none of them, I don't think come close to carrying the meanness of the guys that we were searching for back in hour number one that Brady talked about. Probably just the elite players at their position. Right. All right, Bogus, let's get to some college football here. Number 12, Ole Miss will be in Starkville tomorrow to take on Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. Now, Rebels head coach Lane Kiffin has won two out of the three Egg Bowls he's been a part of and has a chance to win 10 games for the second time in four years at Ole Miss. Bogus, buy or sell that Lane Kiffin has outgrown the old Miss job. I'm going to very respectfully buy this. Buy. Ole Miss, some of my favorite uniforms in college football, especially when they go to the light blue. The game day experience there is as good as anybody. So it says a lot, at least in my mind, to say that somebody's outgrown that job. But, yeah, I mean, just for sheer entertainment, Lane's good TV. Lane's a good quote. I wouldn't mind him being at a slightly higher profile gig by now. Is that gig Texas A&M? So I think it is. And that was a question that I had on the list that we didn't get to yesterday with Josh Pate, where he stacks up. I think you told me that he thinks that's a really good job. So he would say yes to your question. Josh, speaking about Josh Pate, he thinks that's one of the best jobs in America. Yeah, I mean, I would probably, I mean, I'd have to agree with him based on what I thought was a really good conversation or really good answers from him yesterday. Um, that was the time I, it was nice to desell in these two plus days. Was, that was a very good idea to put him on the show. Josh was great yesterday. So if he believes it, I'll believe it. And yeah, that would make sense. Although, and again, I don't know where A&M is money-wise if they want to pay Elaine Kiffin while they're also still paying Jimbo. Because it doesn't change. Nick Saban is still going to be in the SEC. And like Kirby he, Smart. It's still hard to win in the SEC. Like, he's done a very good job at Ole Miss. He's probably going to win 10 games two out of four seasons. That's not the expectation at Texas A&M, even though I think it should be. Right, and it's still, with all of the, you know, all of that success at Ole Miss, they still feel like a non-factor, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that's probably the same scenario at Texas A&M. Yeah, unless, unless again, you really want to believe that A&M is that much better of a gig. And that way, between fan support, money, recruiting, NIL, that you can get the handful of players to put you over the top that you can't get at Ole Miss. Your coin phrase here. Hoopier than thou. Let's get Thank to some you, NBA. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker combined for 59 points in the Suns win over the Blazers last night. And after the game, Bogus, Booker issued a challenge to his former teammate and current Blazers big man, DeAndre Ayton. You know, I'm happy he came out with the win. You know, he played extra hard tonight. I've seen that. And, you know, my challenge for him is to play like that every night. Clearly, Booker thinks that Ayton was not playing hard every night when he was 
in Phoenix. I think we all do. Buy or sell that former number one pick, DeAndre Ayton, is still talented enough to be considered not a bust. Yeah, I'll buy that. Buy. Because I'll also tack on that he's still young enough to change the way we view it. I think he's only 24. I think he just turned 25. Okay, either way, that's still young enough. That's still 10 good years, you'd think, to change the narrative about him. But as far as Booker saying all this out loud, I'm here for it. As long as he said it to DeAndre's face when they were teammates. Was it the first time they played since the offseason trade? He was 8 and had, I think, 18 and 8 and a couple blocks last night. He played well, so that's why... Booker was asked about the performance and why he said that. And that's, I mean, this is a guy who Monty Williams couldn't stand. And at seven, whatever, with that athleticism, the Suns were okay with getting rid of him. And there were not teams lining up to take him off their hands as well. So there is still something there. But as Booker tells you, it's up to Aiton to unleash all of that. And if he does, then yes, things can absolutely change around him. All right, let's stay in the NBA here. Last night, the Pacers and Hawks combined for 309 points in a regulation game. Indiana came away with the 157-152 win. Atlanta's Trey Young led all scorers with 38. Bogus, buy or sell more scoring in the NBA makes for a better product. I'm going to sell this one, D-Cell. Sell. Because this one's, this feels like too much scoring. And a quick hat tip to Maggie Gray. She's been on the oddity of the Pacers from basically day one. They just keep playing games like this. Sometimes they score 150. Sometimes they give up 150. The two of them came together last night to do 157 to 152 in regulation. But those are too many points. And like... I don't want to watch Pacers Hawks still. The next time they play, I'm not going to go, oh, that last time they played, it was a 309 point combined game. I'm still not going to pay attention, even though they scored like that last night. Although I will say, Tyrese Halliburton, probably the most underrated player in the NBA. You're probably correct on he that. He is fantastic. And Obi, I don't know what Obi Toppin did last night, but. Uh, him being on the Pacers was news to me as this year began. <laughs> and he seemed to be doing the things that he didn't do as a Nick that people thought he should be doing as a Nick. So maybe it was the Knicks' fault and not Obi Toppin's fault. That tracks. All right, Bogus, let's get to the baseball portion of Buy or Sell that we teased. Last night in the Tokyo Dome, Ichiro, yes, Ichiro was on the mound for his annual All-Star game against the best high school girls players in Japan. Now, Ichiro pitched a complete game shutout, 116 pitches. He struck out nine, he walked two, and he gave up just five hits. But perhaps what was most eye-popping was that 50-year-old Ichiro (laughs) hit 86 miles per hour on the radar gun with his fastball. Ichiro also went two for five at the plate. Of course he did. Buy or sell, it's a bad look for Ichiro that he took this game seriously. I'm going to sell that. Sell. It's an odd look. I don't know why he's playing a girls all-star team. That does feel like it's designed to make him look better. I just, I'm fascinated by this guy. And I wish that we had taken better advantage of him when he was here. Because I, I, I still don't think that we've completely understood everything that he was capable of doing. I'm not saying 
that he could have been Otani in terms of pitching and hitting, but the dude is a freak athlete. And now his job is basically like showing off all the things he can do in different sports or left-handed or right-handed. He's a, he's a wizard. He's magical. And against any high school age kids to throw 116 pitches, striking people out, getting hits at whatever age he is, I'm all for it. And by the way, Daisuke Matsuzaka also played in this game, was on Ichiro's team. What, what, a, what a game. I mean, it's got to be a great memory for those girls who played against them and faced, you know, him in the batter's box. That's got to be an awesome men- yeah, uh, memory. But it does, to go back to your initial premise, it is odd that these grown men are throwing 86 at girls players, no matter how good. the. T- I, don't, I don't even know if it would be good for me throwing 86 to high school boys, but the high school girl angle is a little peculiar. Yeah, honestly, it's why I worded the question this way, because everything that I saw about this on sh- social media was kind of like... In the fun, haha, look at Ichiro. And like, right. I didn't take it that way at all. It is weird, unless we're just so conditioned to overthink these things now. I probably here. do. But it just, it does seem bizarre for a bunch of men baseball all-star players to be throwing darts at girl high school players. I don't know. I found it odd. Maybe you'll find this odd. The San Diego Padres have their new manager. So far, so good. All right. The team announced that Mike Schilt will take over for Bob Melvin, who left for the Giants already this offseason. Now, Schilt was already with the Padres organization, serving as a player development coach and their third base coach. Bogus, buy or sell the Padres turning things around next season. I really want to buy this, but I'm going to sell it. Sell. Because I don't know what the Padres are going to be next year because Blake Snell is leaving. Every day brings a new Juan Soto trade rumor. And there was already reports earlier this offseason that they were having money problems. Right. And their owner has passed away. They want to cut back on salary. Their front office and the dugout were so broken that Bob Melvin left for a different job in the same division. Didn't come cross-country to manage the Nationals or whatever. He went from the Padres to the Giants. And they gave him permission right. to go seek that job. Yeah, they're like, get out of here. But the the oddity, and they're, but so they're still going to be Bogarts. They're still going to be Machado. They still have good pieces if all these exits actually happen. And the oddity was every number that usually means you're a good baseball team, they had last year. Their run differential was fine. They had individually good players. They fielded well. They just somehow didn't win game. It was one of the weirdest seasons in recent memory. They just didn't win. It was really bizarre. Like, the Mets here sucked. The Padres were just bad at scoring one more run than they than they did. It was a really weird year. So it does kind of seem easy to fix it, but it's probably going to be a very different team under Mike Schilt, who's a good manager, P.S., as well. So there's just too many things, too many unknowns to have any confidence in them fixing all of it for next season. It's time for No Context Buy or Sell. Just got one for you today. Buy or sell the current climate of college basketball does not allow for there to be a dominant program. Sell. Sell. This is a Marquette upsetting Kansas question. I'm going to break the rules here. Just to very quickly tell that Shaka Smart's my favorite basketball coach in America, and he helped Marquette knock off Kansas last night in Maui in a game where he got trash-talked by a player and then trash-talked the player back. 
Bill Self got involved. Sign me up for that. Sign me up for high-intensity, trash-talking November college basketball. Shaka Smart. With hair now. Have you noticed that? And now they play number two Purdue today. Mm. Have you seen, have you noticed that Shaka's got hair again? No, I'm not on the uh, Shaka Smart bandwagon like you are. I was very disappointed in... Right, I mean, again, he's an enjoyable job. character, so why would you enjoy him? That's true. I, you know, I'm allergic to fun. Right. Wait, he didn't coach Miami. Why do you care about his previous job? Uh, he, I mean, Texas. But that wasn't his fault. That was Texas' fault. Every single season? Yeah. Okay. Unfair expectations. Okay. Right where he needs to be right now, owning Wisconsin, owning the Big East, taking down number one. Gotta love it. No? I'll take your word for it. You're much more of the college hoops guy than I am. Yeah. Follow me. I got you. I will not lead you astray in this regard. Let's get a CBS Sports Radio update. Here's Pete McCarthy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Final few minutes on this Wednesday edition of Writer Than You. Before I forget, huge thanks to Bill, to Tom DeCelestino, I think even to Pete Bellotti for letting me hang out these three days here in Bill C. It's been a while. I missed it. Happy to be back. And I cannot believe, astonished, that DeCel is here all three of these days. He and I are off the rest of the week. Jody McDonald tomorrow. Carl Dukes on Friday, and then Bill and Diesel back with you on Monday. As per usual, we hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the turkey. Enjoy the football. Enjoy your family. Um, Diesel and I are both huge proponents of being stuck at the kids' table. That seems to be the better scene. It's better than being stuck next to Aunt Whomever or Great Grandma, whatever, who might lead to awkward situations. There's safety in the kids' table. If you're at a, a gathering that's large enough to have a kid's table, my family, I think there's 12 of us. So it's one, it's two tables pushed together, but it's one table. So there's no escaping the awkwardness of the old relatives or getting to talk about Taylor Swift or some Nickelodeon show with the kids. Everybody's all together dealing with all of the nonsense. Hopefully your Thanksgiving uh, is a little more stress-free than D-cells will be tomorrow in the great state of New Jersey. Maybe after tomorrow, D-cell will have a new candidate for a bum of the week, but that'll happen. have to wait till next week because we've closed all submissions. It's time now, even on a Wednesday, for a bum of the week. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. All he's doing is a whole lot of damn nothing. I'm a bum. You rotten bum! I'm a bum. You're a bunch of bums. I'm a bum. 
Who's the bum this week? Let's find out on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. You know, and for me, I, the headline remains that Diesel's not involved in this because he's been super nice, oddly nice. Maybe, I'm, you know, at some point the hammer's going to drop in the next eight minutes. but Or maybe we've turned a corner, he and I. But I have no reason to put Diesel in bum of the week. And I hope, I think that he has no reason to nominate me for these three days. I don't. And you know what, Bogus? I'm a big proponent of saying people don't change, including me. Uh-huh. It's but the I... holiday season, though. All right. So you've, you've what, softened your stance against yeah, me? Yeah, for this next month or so. So for the rest of this year. Yeah, let's get through, like, New Year's, and then I'll go right back, you know, to our normal relationship. But we'll have these six glorious weeks of yes, friendship. Yes, but there's a... There's a finite end to it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to nominate UTSA head coach Jeff Traley. He played this cool free on Monday. Appalled, Jeff was, being asked about him interviewing for the Texas A&M job because it was taking attention away from his seniors before senior day, failing to realize, coach, that he was the reason the questions were asked. If, if you did not want to diss your seniors, tell the Aggies I gotta wait till after the senior day game to talk to you but if you talk about them or to them you can be asked about that after the fact that's on you not on the reporters that's one of my nominees anybody you want to throw into the hopper here D-Cell uh yeah I'm gonna go with the Kansas City Chiefs second half offense okay that's very specific you can't get shut out three games in a row and still expect to be one of I don't know the top two or three teams in the NFL they have to learn how to catch the ball I want to say some of this is on Patrick Mahomes but I can't identify that watching tape like I'm not smart enough to do that I'm just gonna say the Chiefs second half offense as a whole I'm going to throw in a very an even more specific Marquez Valdez Scantling, who could have spared his team a lot of these questions and a lot of these doubts had he just caught a perfectly thrown pass from Patrick Mahomes. That would have been a touchdown. That might have gotten the Chiefs a win on Monday night, but he didn't catch it among many other issues for that offense. The scoreless second half, hence your Bum of the Week nomination but give me Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, I'm also going to throw in whatever led to Jordan Travis's injury. It's not a particular player. It wasn't a bad tackle. The turf did whatever the, the, just the confluence of events that led to that young man who's had a, a very long extended up and down college career. It was supposed to be finishing with a flourish. It was finishing with a flourish. And then it ends with his leg bending in the wrong direction Saturday Hopefully not changing his life too significantly, but certainly changing the season for his Knowles. So whatever that is, the universe, bum of the week for me. That's a nomination. Anybody else before we pick a winner here, D-Cell? I got to go with Lincoln Riley. Okay. You can't finish 7-5 and five at USC when you have the best quarterback in the sport. That's not okay. I don't care that your defense gives up 45 points a game. If you're going to be the team that outscores everybody, then outscore everybody. Mm. Win it that way. But you can't bring your defensive coordinator from Oklahoma with you to USC yeah. and then say, the media has created this narrative. Our defense is not as bad as you think it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it was. You can't finish 7-5 and five when you're supposedly one of the best coaches in the sport. Has right. to be nominated. I got one more. Brandon Staley. 
Chargers head coach just popped back into my mind. Sounded like a doof on Sunday. Throwing elbows. Can't believe I'm being asked about this. Leave me alone. I'm still calling plays on defense, even though my defense can't stop anybody. We'll throw Brandon Staley in there. And now we pick a winner? A bum? Is there a fancy sound effect for that, Diesel? We just say, here's the guy. Because as we know, I don't listen to the show. You can go with all the reasons leading up to why you think this person is the bum of the week. And then Bill uses the the same line every week saying, and that's why so-and-so is the bum of the week, bro. So he was hired to run a defense. He can't run a defense. He can't also manage timeouts and fourth down decisions. That's old news. The current news is the defense. They can't win close games. He's wasting a, an elite quarterback, and he no longer has any ability to defend himself properly or cordially. So for all of that, bro, your bum of the week is Brandon Staley. That's your bum of the week. I detest you! On Lighter Than You. Get them all out. What do we call it on Monday? Leave me alone? Brandon Staley, leave me alone. Leave me alone on Monday, and then Tuesday we called it. We did it. Right, because we, well, we didn't get guys fired, but. Yeah, we sound horrible when you put it like that. But then you also, and I don't remember explicitly saying, predicting that Washington was going to be number four last night, but you say that we did, so I'll take that win. We were saying that they should have been number four prior to yesterday, uh, and okay. now the committee agrees. Right, righted their wrong, righted, that, that can't be a word. Uh, no, you're you're correct. You're good. Okay. Look at us. We've been a lot of grammar checks these couple of days. But yeah, righted that wrong. That's, I think that works. I'll allow it. I hate the optics of it, though, because it looks like they only dropped FSU because their quarterback got hurt. Because they were messing up in previous weeks. So it sounds like what you're saying is we just did three perfect shows. Yes. And we're friends again. Yes. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. Huge thanks to Nick Costos for jumping on. Again, my thanks to Bill and to D-Cell and to you guys for listening, calling, tweeting. Have a tremendous Thanksgiving. And we'll all see you back here Monday, Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 